Hi, I'm Batsheva Frankel from Overthrowing Education, a part of the Education Podcast Network, just like the show you're listening to now. Shows on the network are individually owned and opinions expressed may not reflect others. Find other interesting education podcasts at edupodcastnetwork.com. You're listening to the Ed Creation Podcast. We bring you stories from educational leaders about the instructional movements, resources, tools, and practices that are reshaping learning. So this is year uh, 21 for me. That's our guest today, Mike Doherty. In his 21st year as an educator, Mike started out 21 years ago as a network technician. Really loved being in the education field, really found that I get a lot of satisfaction from helping teachers, you know, knowing that what I'm doing has a direct impact on educating kids. Mike made some career twists and turns, started his own company at one point, but he missed being with the same kids continually and being able to see the impact of his work. So in 2013, he went to work for the Chagrin Falls Exempted Village Schools, which is a small district of about 1,700 kids, about 25 minutes south of Cleveland. My current job is Director of Technology and Innovation. I get to do a ton of fun stuff, and it's just myself and a tech coach on staff. So really, my hands are are in everything. If it plugs in, I probably get to deal with it in some way, shape, or form. It's a fun job. Great people, fun place to work. Really enjoy it. I, I can tell that you feel that way. I mean, our listeners can't see you, but I but you have a big smile on your face. This is what I was meant to do. I love I love this. So great. And it's it's K-12. So you're working with all Correct. the different grade bands. Yep. Yep. All right. So at some point before we started recording, you shared with me that you have been working with TextHelp as a district for a long time, about 12 years. But do you have any memory or sense of what was the gap or the need within the district that caused them to be looking for the solutions at TextHelp in the first place? If I remember correctly, it was dyslexia. I think we were really trying to help students who were struggling readers. What can we do for these kids who who are struggling with reading? Is there anything that would, you know, again, this is 12, 13 years ago, that would read the text to them on the screen? We looked at a number of different products, landed on text help, and been, been very happy uh, with it since. So to clarify for our listeners, TextHelp is the company. They have a couple different resources. Read sure. and Write is one of the resources. They have another resource called Orbit Note. Read and Write from TextHelp. Explain for those who don't know at all what it is and what it does. Okay. So Read and Write is a tool that can be used by not just struggling students, but really any student. That's what we found here. I'll get into what it does here in a minute, but uh one of the things that we've seen over time is that we've rolled this out and made it available to all students. So even our high achieving students would use read and write for a number of different things. Originally, we used it for, you know, just text to speech, you know, reading what was on the screen to the student. One of the things that we really liked about read and write was that it wasn't limited to one platform. So way back in the day, You know, there were some options, but okay, we can only read web pages or we can only read PDFs. We can only do this. What Read and Write did for us is read all of those things. Um, And it uses a very natural sounding voice. So it doesn't sound like, uh, it doesn't sound robotic. You know what I mean? It really sounds like there's there's cadence and dictation. It sounds, sounds really good. So originally we were using it for that, specifically mostly for, you know, dyslexia. We began to use it a little bit with some of our ELL students. 
which worked out really well. So when they're struggling to understand a word or pronounce a word, they can highlight it. One of the things Read and Write added along the way was uh, the ability to take notes, which we found that's where uh, we found a lot of our students are our high achieving students are using it from that way. So you can highlight something on the screen in a variety of colors, and then that will pull it into a notes section. Mike specified that Chagrin Falls is a Google district. They have one-to-one technology with all students using Chromebooks and the majority of the staff as well. Um, So TextHelp has read and write for Google, which just integrates really well. So when they create those notes, things like that, those are easily transferable to a Google Doc. So that's amazing. So if I'm understanding right, any text that is digitized can be used with with read and write. Correct. To speech. So this is this is interesting because using audiobooks has been a, an accommodation that a lot of uh, sure. English language arts teachers have used for a long time, but not every book is necessarily available as an audio, readily available as an audiobook. But this could solve that issue. It could, yeah. Uh, it's a it's a great use case for it. Okay. It's funny, as somebody who listens to audiobooks, I know very well that not every book is out there. Yeah. Um, as you say that, I'm like, you know what? I could probably use it for a couple things. Huh? Yeah, that's true. So anyone really could. Sure. Do you know why your district chose this over other options? And were there any other options at that time that do what this platform does? Yeah. So we chose, we chose this particular one for two reasons 10 years ago. First, the ease of install. It was very easy to get it in the hands of all students. Mike listed a few other programs that his district considered but chose against because they worked with only a limited number of text formats, mainly PDFs, and also because they were designed for very specific kinds of disabilities and accommodations in mind and required complicated setups. So we went with text help and read and write and just really have never looked back. Okay. And was there buy-in right away from both teachers and students? Yeah, it felt like it. Again, because of the natural sounding voices, I think that was the key. So really easy to use tool. You know, you open up whatever program it was, you know, Word at the time, highlight the text, hit the little play button, and it's reading right to the students. And they have choice, too. So there are multiple voices you can choose from. And it sounds like not a huge learning curve for either teachers or students. No, no, the, the interface is very intuitive. All right, I, we actually, I'd have to check with a tech coach, but I don't think we do much training in terms of showing students how to use it. We make the tool available, we let them know where it's at, and I think they just kind of pick it up. I don't, I can't remember any time that either one of us in the last, gosh, five, seven, eight years have really done any set training. We've done some stuff with staff where we teach them about some of the features, but I don't remember us sitting with students in particular because, again, it's it's pretty darn easy to use. Do you have teachers using this in all content areas and all grade bands? Yeah. I mean, again, I definitely think it's more in more usage in the ELA area, social studies, definitely across the board. I'm trying to think if we have any of our younger learners, our littles, I'm sure in probably second and third grade, but definitely once they hit fourth and on. Yeah, I'm sure. And again, because all of our students have a Chromebook and the app is available to them, they know how to get to it and they can they can play with it on their own sometimes. So, yeah. And is it a yearly subscription that your that your district has? It is a yearly subscription, but it's it's an affordable yearly subscription. Yeah. I used to say back in the day, 
there were not very many apps we pay for. There's still not, but we but there was a point where Read and Write for Google was the only app that we were paying for mm-hmm. in the Google, you know, ecosphere. Since then, there've been a few more that we've added along the way, but not a ton. And again, small district, but it's an affordable application, especially because we know how many people are using it. You know, I think that's the key. If this was, if we were paying, you know, X amount for a few students, probably not. But knowing that, again, struggling learners, average, you know, people in the middle of the road, high achieving, everybody's finding use for it. I think that's what makes it so valuable for us. Yeah, it sounds like it. And so that allows you pretty much unlimited access, unlimited use? Correct. Okay. Um, and then are the, is there any kind of reporting that is provided? You said you know how many people are using it and how much they're using it. What kind of data does it give to teachers? That's a good question. Mike didn't actually know the answer to this question, so I reached out to representatives at TextHelp, and I learned that for Read and Write, they have a tool called DataDesk. DataDesk can provide a lot of insights around usage and overall trends in how Read and Write is being used in a district. You can track usage over time, compare usage between different groups, monitor usage of certain features by individual students, and more. The usage of OrbitNote, TextHelp's other tool, can also be tracked alongside Read and Write in DataDesk. Would you say, Mike, that there are things that you've been able to accomplish using this resource, Read and Write from TextHelp, that you would really be struggling to provide without this resource? Like, has it filled a niche? Yeah, it definitely has. So it's definitely building confidence in those kids. Okay. Um, because when they're using... When they're using a screen, you know, a text-to-speech tool like this that reads so well, mm-hmm. it lets them focus more on what they're hearing than trying to read. You know what I mean? Um, so they can focus way more on the content and the process of actually reading. So it's definitely helping our students build confidence. I know that there are other tools out there now that have been developed. You know, as the years go on, but again, it's the it's the natural language. It's it's the just the how well it sounds and the, and the confidence that we have as a district that the tool is going to work, mm-hmm. which is why we, we continue to use it. And I was thinking of a particular case. We had a student who moved here from, I want to say, Syria a few years back. And one of the things we did was show him how to use, you know, text up to do text to speech. So what he was doing is using that in combination with a couple tools that Google has built into their apps. So when he didn't understand a particular word, he could have it read to him out loud. He learned how to put it into a, a dictionary that would pull up pictures. And it was a game changer. I mean, it really helped get him from, you know, A to, a to B very quickly. Like he was able to very quickly keep up with his peers understand what was going on in the class and he had he had a system in place for what to do when he didn't understand you know this this worked out so well so well for him that sounds like that is one of your you were saying that you have a lot of anecdotal qualitative stories do you have a couple other favorites as a tech director one of the things that i try to do is you know walk through classrooms from time to time really want to see tech being used at the point of instruction Mm -hmm. and you'll walk in and again, I'll see I'll see the little read and write Google uh, bar pulled up on a Chromebook here and there, and you can just see that the kids are using it for however they need it. You know, the notes, the taking notes thing, I think was a great addition. Being able to highlight and have that pull over into its own little note section 
we talk about just executive function and those kind of those life skills. I loved that aspect of the tool as well. Seems like this would be a perfect overlay for almost any, a good supplemental resource for almost whatever curriculum you're using, whatever core curriculum. Yeah. So I'm wondering if this, if you see this really, and, and maybe your district isn't experiencing this in the way that a lot of districts are, but if you s- see this really helping with the learning gaps that were created during COVID or the teacher shortages that a lot of districts are experiencing. Yeah. Um, all right. One great example is a great, it's a great proofreading tool. So you can take a paper whether you are, again, regardless of where you are in the, on the learning spectrum, you could have the tool read a paper to you out loud. So are, you, are, are there words that you're missing? Does it sound right? You know, because you have that natural voice, it sounds so good. So I'm thinking about students where, hey, maybe mom and dad are busy and they don't have time to look over your paper. Or, or maybe as a student, you're super busy and you just, you need something. It's a great way to, to do that. In terms of just the learning gap in general, it's just it's just one more way to get help. You know what I mean? So again, we're we're just so happy with it. Yeah, and it sounds like there is a element of really enhancing equity within your district. The sure. story that you shared about the the little boy who came from Syria. Are there other ways that you see this enhancing equity within the district? Sure. It's helping kids with dyslexia, with any kind of literacy challenges. Like it gives them those tools that they need. Like that's the, I feel like that's the key here is that you're, you're really putting it back in the hands of the student. So regardless of the situation that they're in or what's going on, you're giving them the ability to kind of work through their own problems and help themselves. It allows them to just keep up with their peers. You know, it's, it's such a great fit for so many different types of learners. Is there anything that I didn't ask you that you wish I had or that you think would be important for our listeners to know? I know I've said it probably 20 times already as we've been talking is that I think that the general consensus is that tools like this are just for students that are struggling or students that need help in various ways. And again, what we have seen here time and time again is that it works really well for all learners. Like regardless of where you are, there are features inside TechSelf that can help you. This is a tool that can be used across the board. Yeah, it it sounds like it really helps create a more personalized learning pathway. To whom would you recommend this? I think I know what you're gonna say, but. Pretty much anybody, yeah. Yeah, and again, we've just, we've been, oh, I'm sorry. That's okay, that is the sound, it's the sound of the bell. You have to, that's that's the fun of working in a a school district. I I have a speaker right above my head. Um, no, I would recommend it to any district. Again, and I believe TechSelf offers some free trials. The support has always been really, really good. Not that we ever have to reach out that much. Any district that could use it, such a such a fan of this tool. You can find TextHelp and their tools Read and Write and Orbit Note by visiting edcuration.com and searching T-E-X-T-H-E-L-P, all one word or simply click the link in the episode notes. Like Mike, we at EdCuration have come to love TextHelp's resources for making text more accessible and interactive for all learners. And if you reach out to them through EdCuration, you can get 10% off for your district subscription. Or try it out at no risk with a single teacher premium subscription for free. In fact, 
you can find all of the high-quality, evidence-based, and innovative instructional resources and tools for your diverse learners at edcuration.com. We do all the legwork for you, so if you need something that you can't find at EdCuration, let us know and we'll find it for you. We hope you found this episode helpful. We appreciate your comments, likes, and shares, and we invite you to join us again next week to reshape learning with the EdCuration Podcast. <music>